And here it is, part two, guys. And to be honest, it seems like this episode will be three parts because I'm currently driving towards Ini Water again. For those of you that are not familiar with the podcast and Ini Water, it's basically a river, Ini Water, and it's about 10-15 minutes drive from home. I am about an hour to sunset, so still roughly about 30, good 30-40 minutes of daylight and I want to check if any mushrooms started coming up as a second or autumn wave because this is what I'm expecting to see despite the fact that we had plenty of mushrooms in the summertime because of a lot of rain I think that there will be a second second wave and I already saw a bit of signs of it when we were passing uh, one area where there was like a, an old house or something and I saw plenty of shaggy ink caps which are very interesting mushrooms they disintegrate into like a black ink hence the common name ink cap ink caps are actually a group of mushrooms uh, that are made of good couple of species shaggy ink caps are very specific and despite being a part of coprinus family which took uh, their name from coprine which in turn is the chemical that reacts badly with alcohol that's why the common ink cap shouldn't be consumed after or before alcohol ingestion about at least I think two or three hours because they get reaction together the coprin in the ink cap and the alcohol cause a serious stomach upset and poisoning which isn't deadly but I think that nobody obviously wants to go through any form of intoxication and in fact poisoning out of their own choice albeit we all get intoxicated by alcohol very often I guess as a, as a culture uh, across the world obviously those that don't drink alcohol at all they don't but we know that it's a very human thing to drink alcohol and at any age and generation of people there are people that basically like to drink alcohol and alcohol is nothing else than just a poison or toxin to some extent and it's just a fact the thing is that it's not deadly or harmful if used uh, you know in moderation 
unless you use it in the moderation but very regularly then it's a bit out of moderation then it might damage let's say your liver uh, over time over a very long time and cause some troubles later in your life but yeah it's not like the toxin that uh, would kill you straight away or cause any serious uh, impact unless you drink a lot of alcohol and yeah this mushroom is very specific because and a couple of other mushrooms that either contain coprine or some other compounds that quickly react with alcohol and basically cause poisoning shaggy ink cap despite being in the ink cap, ink cap family and looking like a common ink cap it's slightly different it has like a I don't know how to how to call it uh, I'll probably put some picture at some stage and refer to this post if you will be following the blog and the podcast you might be able to get by or you can just search shaggy ink cap in Google and you will see how it looks early stage of shaggy ink cap are not only safe to consume with alcohol and without it but they are very tasty and to be honest they are on a scale of desired you know mushroom taste they are probably somewhere in the middle so there are obviously mushrooms that are edible but they have very low um, value nutritional value and taste there are mushrooms that have very high for example nutritional value but have uh, a bad well maybe not a bad taste but taste that is bland or doesn't undistinguishable and then obviously there are different mushrooms that might have low or high nutritional value but also have a great taste and shaggy incap is probably one that has a decent taste and nutritional value so kind of mid-range mushroom obviously in the early stage when it's still white and it's not showing that blackness uh, happening because it is a prolongated kind of uh, long mushroom that is like a closed uh, well it, I don't want I don't want to say it but it looks like a male you know reproductive organ and obviously from the bottom where the where the ridge is of the cap it starts getting black and slowly disintegrate like a burning match it starts going up and turning into that black really black ink and in the end you can see only a place after the mushroom that is kind of full black matter if it's still white fairly early uh, you can you can pick it up I prefer just taking a cap, slightly turn it so it detaches from the from the stem, and you can take the, just the cap. It has a handy middle, uh, you know, hole in it, so you can stuff it with cheese or 
even some meat and you can even batter it in something and just you know fry it because it doesn't require much heat to be ready to consume and it can be a great you know creative dish to be made out of those uh, you know long and kind of rolled caps so it looks like a devil eye if you ever uh, you know ate it so yeah so these are mushrooms that I found today uh, I think I spoke too much about alcohol and shaggy incomes because we are already almost at the nine minutes mark so let me just finish this with the final update that I promised yesterday so it won't be three part video as I said at the beginning I will do it two part video so what happened today is when we were in Bundoran in foam cafe Julian spotted couple of things that they usually have on display from other small businesses creating different you know food or beverages and one of them was a company from Wicklow that creates hot sauces and there were different hot sauces like the chicken wings or just chicken marinade sauces and also sauces that you can add to any dish like a Tabasco sauce or things like that and they were made of different chili or different chili peppers kinds and they were marked with you know pe pepper scale how hot they are and obviously the first one was with a single pepper the second one, one was, was with three or four pepper uh, you know symbols and then there were other two that were six and seven respectively so you can imagine they must have been hot and because Julian is a huge fan of spiciest peppers in the world and he knows a lot about it you know kids know, nowadays learn these things from YouTube and I guess it's entertaining to know the scale and you know the most or the spiciest peppers in the world and he suggested that I should take the spiciest one which was made out of 50% well 50% of that sauce was made from Carolina Reaper and on top of that there was 1% of dried Carolina Reaper added to it and Carolina Reaper is currently and formally and officially by the Guinness World Records the hottest pepper in a scale of Scoville Scoville was a pharmacist I believe that came up with the idea of of the scale of spiciness that relates to the amount of capsicins which are basically the substances that are responsible for making things hot and spicy and that scale starts from zero up to I believe at the moment Carolina Reaper is 
1.6 million units. This is how hot it is. In comparison, I can tell you that I think jalapeno peppers and cayenne pepper are on that scale with 25,000 to 50,000 units. So you can imagine how much of a gap is between Carolina Reaper and, and those mushrooms. If you ate ever jalapeno or cayenne pepper and it was very hot and it's even in the top range that would be 50,000 Scoville units, Scoville hotness units, which is SHU, Carolina Reaper is 1.6 million. So that's hot, proper, proper hot. And obviously I wouldn't eat the, the pepper itself because that would be irresponsible. With that hot sauce we tried, I took a little bit of it and touched my tongue while we were in foam. And burning sensation was, was really strong and it stayed for quite a long time. I would say good, good couple of minutes spreading a little bit and in, like kind of growing over time instead of kind of settling down. So that was a signal that, yeah, it, it deserves its name. Then I added a little bit of that to the wrap. Uh, I think it was pull, pull, pulled pork wrap with some salad, etc., like the coleslaw. And it was a nice kind of addition of hotness to the wrap. But with food, obviously, all these sauces are, are nice and they are not as damaging or kind of hard to swallow. So we came home and in the evening I agreed with Julian to test it out. And he proposed to use like a, you know, kind of shot glass, like the, for vodka or something else, that you can use. Obviously I wouldn't fill it up because it's like 50 mils or something like that. So he covered the bottom with a small layer of it and just enough to kind of pour it onto the tongue and he wanted to film it for YouTube so we have like a challenge type of thing he prepared a glass of milk for me because water doesn't work well with those spicy things and we went on the problem was that first I didn't eat much so my stomach wasn't fully empty but I was only binging on things so it wasn't also full after a meal which, if you try spicy food, you shouldn't do that on empty stomach or nearly empty stomach. That's the first mistake that I did. Second was the fact that I probably should go through some stages, like maybe try ghost pepper or habanero pepper, which are lower in the scale, to get used to very spicy ones. But instead, I agreed with Julian and went straight for the top one. The video I will attach to the post. So there are two, two parts. First part is the whole challenge that I drink and the reaction straight after it. And the second part is 
aftermath so post everything that happened in the middle between the video and and the video that wasn't filmed i will say that first of all this thing is hot and it's really really hot but i think it's bearable the hotness the the spiciness and the burning sensation but i think the worst part was that i poured it over my tongue and then i instead of spreading it and slowly letting it go through my you know digestive system i swallowed the this thing kind of most of it into into my stomach straight away and I'll tell you what the effect was the first thing I felt was obviously the burning in my mouth and the tongue and obviously the kind of my digestive tract up to the stomach I felt it in the stomach pretty much two three minutes later and it immediately felt like the stomach upset so my body was reacting straight away with pain in the stomach I went to the bathroom uh, I felt that my body is basically trying to get rid of stuff in the body and to prepare or kind of get rid of the whole thing because it was upsetting it a lot so yeah I pooped it wasn't anything you know like a diarrhea or anything like that I just got rid of stuff in my stomach or sorry in my intestines and then I lied down for a while but I didn't vomit or anything like that that upset stopped after about five minutes and I thought it's okay and it's fine but little I knew what was coming there was a second wave and the second wave started about three four minutes after I thought it's over and this time my body reacted in a way that it wants to get rid of it now and without any negotiations so I went straight to the toilet and this time I didn't even know which side to set myself to a toilet with so I knew that I will have to probably puke and poop and I needed to make sure that I'm timing it right otherwise I would do them both together and obviously you know you can't be properly set up for both sides so to cut it short it's not a pleasant thing yes I I puked I usually have good tolerance and um, resistance to survive the you know vomiting reflex and I can suppress it unless it's a real poison and obviously the system will throw it away without kind of asking me for permission 
but generally like my wife for example or many other people will straight away when they feel the reflex they will just go into the bathroom or somewhere and just will just vomit I usually wait it over and it passes away and I don't need to puke this time unfortunately it my body said enough is enough and I had to turn towards the toilet bowl and I threw out everything through my mouth and nose and you can imagine the worst part was the nose because all that mixed Carolina Reaper with milk came out as a like a blobs of curdled milk and everything that went through my nose irritated my nose nostrils and the whole kind of you know uh, all the way with the Carolina Reaper so I had burning sensation in my nose which was terrible to say the least the vomiting probably lasted for about five minutes max 10 minutes if you will if I was kind of spitting the rest of it kind of getting rid of all the things to make sure to clean up my my body and probably that burning sensation was slowing down for another five ten minutes so I was okay after about 20 25 minutes and I wasn't super weak but I was weak anyway because you know every time you vomit you lose a lot of energy so I must say that in summary that was that was an amazing experience very bad feeling experience but I can't believe that the pepper can be so spicy that it will upset the stomach and I'm not maybe I'm not a person that likes a lot of spicy food but I eat spicy food to some extent and I'm fine but this one was not about burning because I could survive burning and I could flush it with milk but how it irritated my stomach was the best or the worst part and amazing kind of experience to know that your body can be upset very easily with such a strong spiciness there are two other uh, I think it's called pepper X and something else two different uh, kind of peppers that have been cultivated and they're expected to be stronger than the Carolina Reaper but they were not measured and confirmed yet by the Guinness World Records and they are not on Scoville scale so at the moment Carolina Reaper is the worst so this is the update the part 2 of Carolina Reaper for today I hope you enjoyed it because I didn't but this sauce is going into my dishes anyway I won't be trying to do that again with the sauce itself but I like the fact that I tried it I don't like the fact that I was dumb enough to not prepare myself for it but now I know how strong it is I will add accordingly to my dishes to make them spicy if you want to try it 
I'll put the picture uh, in the blog. The link to the blog is in the description of the video on YouTube or on Spotify. Uh, it's www.bluntforcehealing.com or just simply bluntforcehealing.wordpress.com and you can find the post and this video as well there because they are always combined together in the blog. So it's the best place to consume this project called Blunt Force Healing. All right, guys, we are 24 uh, minutes in, almost 25. So I'll finish it up uh, because I still need to stitch another minute or two from this morning as a part one or intro. And I think Spotify limits me to do only videos and audio of 30 minutes. So that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening and popping in. I hope you uh, enjoyed it and you have a great day, rest of the day, rest of the afternoon or evening, wherever you are. If you're in the US, you're still in early hours or kind of afternoon hours, while in Australia, probably people uh, are already sleeping. Uh, I believe Asia as well. It's, it's a late evening, so. Let me just use the last half an hour of daylight and see if I can find any mushrooms. Stay tuned and see you tomorrow.